Halloween, 1926. Escape artist Harry Houdini dies. He says his greatest regret is being punched repeatedly in the stomach. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I'm Daniel Reskin. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. You're a uh, local stand-up. Well, recently local, right? Yeah, five to six months now. Yay. Well, welcome. (laughs) Yay, indeed. What we do on the show is we present two stories about history, one true and one alternate, and then we deem the winning story actual history. Alternate sounds... Like More. a plausible theory that someone is exactly. positing, like, well, <laughs> like Howard's in. Yeah, like, well, it's, it's maybe this is what happened to Amelia Earhart. No, it's it's horse shit, is what it is. <laughs> you need to find a, bit, a nuanced word an abstract history or, or, or absurd, absurd, absurdist history? Absurdist. Dot-iest. Dot-iest. Oh. Yeah, I think we're getting into the <laughs> over aggrandizing mode again by using terms from actual art. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is art. This some, is art, Brian. Is, that's true. I hope your history involves at least six melting clocks. Because <laughs> that's the theme we're going for. I only have three. Mm. Everyone's mustache looks nice and waxed. It's weird you have that many because you're telling the real story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of nonsense, we left the, the results of our previous episode, the Salem Witch Trials, to a listener vote. And the results are in, and the winning story is... Zach's alternate history of the Salem Witch Trials. There you go. I'm two for two, baby. Which posits that uh, the Salem Witch Trials started as a party gone wrong, basically. (laughs) Yeah, a teenager threw a party. And the most relevant element it introduces into our into our history. Well, first, let's just note that it establishes that the Super Bowl has been a thing for at least oh, yeah. 350 years, and they just started numbering it, like, in 1967. <laughs> right. Well, No, I mean, they had negative numbers before yeah, that. Yeah, it's negative 200 uh, or whatever. Like a was. BC thing, I get yeah. it. Um, exactly, it's a BC. <laughs> and also that a team of... Super scientist women are scattered throughout history trying to reunite with one another. And their time machine, which Caligula has, uh, yes. has possession of. Yeah, That was all part of the Salem Witch Trials. All or, part of the Salem Witch Trials. Yes, canonically so. And they had to coach a, a Bad News Bears-esque football team into winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> and were, of course, defeated. So, there you go. Uh, the Salem Witch Trials. If you want to understand any of what we just said, just listen to that episode and it'll be slightly <laughs> clearer. you will have a chance. No, I get it. I mean, it's just what I learned in school. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. That's history. history. books have changed. Well, this is the last of our three Halloween episodes. Oh. After this, we should be going back to our discussion of... <laughs> Actually, I've noticed our <laughs> Halloween discussions have really been lacking in Crypt Keeper puns, I feel like. Hmm. There have been more than usual, but less than desired. Yeah, yeah. Can't think of any right now. Yes, no. But just dead. Just saying. We're not. I don't think we've met our quotas. Okay. This is our well, performance review. Let's see what we can do. We'll just have to get them out in November. Good luck in the next quarter. Tonight we're discussing Alfred Packer, famed bit of uh, Colorado history. Yeah. Daniel will be presenting the alternate history. Right. And I will be doing the true story. A travesty because in fourth grade for Colorado Days, I did a presentation on Alfred Packer, so I know my stuff. Ah, so you'll be an excellent judge. Yeah. (laughs) From your fourth grade report. My fourth grade presentation, which was pretty great, (laughs) if I do say so myself. I believe it's cited in most literary works on the subject. (laughs) 
What literary works are there on this? It's mostly just like folk songs. Sure, there's a book. <laughs> so, I'm sure there's a book. So he's the Colorado cannibal, right? Like people grow up here learning about him. Uh, exclusively. I mean, fourth grade. Yeah. Almost yeah. all of our classes are on uh, the subject of Alfred Packer. <laughs> to, to get Fantastic. a GED or a high school diploma in, in Colorado, you have to pass an Alfred Packer test. Most of our mm. math is Alfred Packer based. Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> subtraction. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, you're all dirty cannibals, is what you're saying? Well, not we're, we're not. Dirty. We're, we're not. We don't practice anymore. Well, no, we're, we're, we're culturally cannibal, though. We learn it because uh, it's part sure. of our heritage. <laughs> if your mother's cannibal, then you're also cannibal. Somehow that sounds so familiar to me. Right. <laughs> you got to get the recessive genes to be really right a cannibal. <laughs> the recessive genes. For already, I believe I'll start with our. Yeah, oh, take yeah. us away Alfred in Alfred Packer Majesty. I'm going to set the scene, January 21st, 1874. Uh, Chief Ure, who is the leader of a band of uh, Uncompadre Ute Indians. Ute Indians, not Ute, which is a Doctor Who thing. Uh, <laughs> that's the Ude. Thanks. That's the Ude. Got it wrong twice. <laughs> You're doing alternate history already. All right. On fire. Chief Ure encounters a party of 22 miners who are making their way from Provo, Utah, to the gold country in the Colorado Rockies. He warns the party against trying to cross the mountains in winter, and he even offers to host them at his camp uh, until spring comes. Can I pretend that he is an old man who tells them the mountains have a death curse? Uh, we can, of he course. Can, he pretend. kind of is. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's I kind think... of what he said, too. And I feel like the way most white people interpreted any interaction with Native Americans, that's basically how they felt about it. At the <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume they also met a hitchhiker who disappeared yeah. after revealing he had died 10 years ago that very night. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he takes them into the camp. But after a while, after they're fed and clothed, the men are starting to get a little restless. So I should mention that one of the men was Alfred Parker. Alfred? Alfred Parker. Alfred Parker. Alfred Parker. <laughs> a man of little note. <laughs> A carpenter well, by trade. Well, yes, he was, in fact, a cabinet maker when he lived in Pennsylvania. And his name, for some reason, is spelled Alfred... Alfred is Parker. It? Alfred Parker. Which is, huh. again, every era we've discussed in history has the dumbest fucking names. <laughs> Alfred. Like, Re- Grigory Rasputin was the most normal one, I feel like we've discussed, basically. <laughs> I feel like people are still named Grigory in Russia, maybe? Great, great. Uh, Packer he was born in Pennsylvania. He served in the Union Army, but was... Uh, discharged twice for epilepsy uh, until he decided that mining was a safe career and made his way over to the Rockies. Not a lot of lights down there. No, not a lot of lights. As I was saying, some of the members of the mining party are getting restless in the camp, and some of them decide to leave early for the Los Pinos Indian Agency, which is located about 70 miles away. Packer wanted to tag along with this group, but one of the men in the group literally put a gun to his head and said, if I see you following me... There's going to be trouble. So basically, like, even before he started eating people, he was giving off sort of like a creep vibe, mm. I guess. I feel like he was just, he must have just been like really irritating. Like maybe he had an acoustic guitar. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, time for the campfire, guys. Settling down for the night. I pictured more as like, he was clearly picturing everyone as walking drumsticks. <laughs> or or yeah, he's probably just shark. like the golem or the smeagol of this party of miners. Oh, yeah. You forgot to mention the part where he lived in a cave for 400 years. Right, exactly. (laughs) So a week after this first party leaves, 
Alfred Packer follows along with five other people. He leaves Chief Uri's camp on February 9th, 1874, and he emerges from the woods on April 16th near the Los Pinos Agency alone. He claims the other dudes abandoned him because his feet got wet. A classic reason for classic. abandonment. Yeah, I left someone on the way here because their feet were wet. Oh my god, have you ever been to an orphanage? All the kids, oh, my feet got wet. That I was it. Like, <laughs> that may have been more reasonable in 1874 than for you to do it tonight in 2015. Hey, wet feet, come on. Wet feet, Let me see your feet. Breaker. Let me see your feet, Brian. He claims he was abandoned, but he also happens to have one of the other dude's uh, knives in his possession. When he starts spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars that he can't explain, the other people in the party start clamoring to have him hanged. I like to think there was a period where he just explained that it was forest money. (laughs) I found a cache of forest money. I foraged for it. (laughs) It's a new thing. Take oak bucks here? Come on. I was Uh, panning for gold and I just got this currency. But he was also like, he asked, like, the different people in his party to take him into town so he could buy supplies. But then he was also, like, taking out rolls of hundreds and offering to loan people money if they needed it. Whoa. So he's, like, terrible, like, covering up yeah. a crime. At, yeah, he's bad at crime. Is his real crime? Like, he's great at the commission <laughs> of the crime, but everything after. You know, that's an original, though. People can't watch Law & Order back then to, like, really mastermind things. No, they had to do the oral way mysteries through of Law & Order. Law & Order oral edition. Yeah. Clung, clung. <laughs> they didn't get. They didn't have the noise down yet. No. Whip whip. No, nope, no. not that's the whip whip. <laughs> nay, nay. Okay. Ding dong. No, that's just a doorbell. Wait, o- older than nay, the nay, Super Bowl. Nay. Yeah. No, okay. Just I checking. almost almost did. <laughs> oh no, you actually did. Yeah, I did. That's not even all. <laughs> I almost said it like I wanted to say it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, instead of being hanged, he's arrested. And after interrogation, he signs his first confession, wherein he says that first member of the camp died a natural death, and everyone else happened to be murdered by other people while he was out, like, running errands, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he just came back and found them dead. If I remember right, FedEx from, the, if I remember right <laughs> from the fourth grade, he specifically blamed one other dude for mm-hmm. trying to be a super murderer, like uh, Jason Warren Bell. Yes, indeed. Uh, and he says he, in fact, killed... Shannon Bell, in self-defense, and direct quote from his confession, took a piece along with him when he made his way to the mm. to the camp. So again, terrible at covering up the fact that he's not just like a super enthusiastic cannibal. Question, is Shannon Bell the historical inspiration for the character of Stringer Bell on The Wire? I don't think so. And if so, was uh, Alfred Packer the inspiration for the character Omar, famous television cannibal? Again, I don't... Omar hates him. I, I think remember. that is in the director's cut that Omar just eats people. <laughs> well, I mean, he had a boyfriend, but that's, again, that's, that's, that's different. That, that's, that's different. What does that mean? I don't understand. I don't remember him being a cannibal. But, okay. But he was a gay man. But he was. He, he was cannibalized the community. Mm. Think about it. How? Drugs. <laughs> but he didn't. He, he killed drug dealers. It was the Robin not. Hood. Yeah. But that's not cannibalism. I don't understand. It's societal. You'll it's, you'll get it. It's it's a metaphor. Watch that right. scene where Bunk Much tells of David Simon's work. It applies to society <laughs> at large. So after he signs his confession, the general at the Indian agency asks Packer to show them the campsite where the bodies were presumably still laying to prove his story, and Packer agrees. And then immediately, like, tries to stab one of the constables, and he's arrested and thrown what? in jail. So everyone else. 
continues without him to the campsite, which is on Cannibal Plateau, which is not what it was. What it was called at the time. time. <laughs> I don't, strangely, it's not it's quite like, an appropriate name. Didn't plan that better. It's weird that there's one guy in the party who's like, "Oh, we should we should go over Cannibal Plateau. It's much yep. shorter." It's like, I think we should take the pass. To be no, a, Cannibal Plateau. To be fair, it was named after Jimmy Cannibal. Yes, James Cannibal. The inventor of cannibalism, <laughs> except not actually because, as we established, Julius Caesar was Huge a cannibal. cannibal. Mm-hmm. So there's loved, that. Forgot about that. Flesh, right. Forgot about that briefly. No. Cannibal Jimmy Cannibal like... actually invented yoga pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes you want to eat that ass up. Yes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so they go to investigate while Packer is sitting in the jail, which is basically a cabin. And when they get to the campsite... They find out that most of the people were actually killed in their sleep, and two of the people had portions cut from them. One breast and one thigh, which is very wasteful, but also, like, chicken terms. When you got your pick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why kill five? Why kill two people and just have all the meat when you mm-hmm. get the fresh cuts if you kill all five? Oh, yeah. mm, it's true. But it also, like, disproves the idea that people were more economical back then. <laughs> well, like... Indians were more economical, isn't that the... Native Americans Right, were... use every part of the buffalo. Yeah, right. right. But, Not, you know, this guy had five dead bodies. The white He's only dudes, be they there wiped out the buffalo. Yeah, he wants Fucking the filet mignon. Really, this is... Left him on the plate. This is Manifest Destiny in microcosm. Yes. Manifest Destiny. <laughs> man and feast. That's right. Mm. Feast on man destiny. Um, feast on man destiny is the same. Maybe a gay porn from the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> So they go to jail to confront Packer, but they find that he's escaped. In later stories, Packer will say he escaped because the sheriff felt sorry for him and let him go. Mm. Because everyone was bad at their jobs in Frontier Days. (laughs) (laughs) That story is... So dumb. <laughs> That's right. If, there it, are if many it was a dumb drama, aspects to this story. Right. If you were watching this on Netflix, you'd be like, "This is full of holes. This yeah. is ridiculous." If you knew you were innocent, why did you leave? Like clearly a prison escape. Yeah. <laughs> also, why would you hire a sheriff who's so prone to sympathy? Yeah. <laughs> Granted, it's a good quality, but maybe not in a law enforcement official. Sheriff, let him go, Larry. You think he was bribed? Let him go, Larry. <laughs> why did we vote for him? Well, it's probably because everybody in the town was a criminal. <laughs> it was a town full of criminals, so they voted for, oh, let him go, Larry. Promise I'll let you go. <laughs> but watch yourself. The inmates are running the asylum. That's what it's like in Lake City. Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically Australia. Hmm. Um, Colorado's Australia. That's what they call it. Yep. <laughs> But Packer is on the lamb for almost nine years, and he's captured near Cheyenne, Wyoming. Don't uh, get too far. No. Nah. Anyway, he's put on trial. He's found guilty. During his sentencing, the, the judge just sentences him to death, and it's like a very normal, dry sentencing document. It's just like, Alfred Packer, the judgment of this court is that you be removed from hence the jail of Hinsdale County, and they're confined until May 19th, A.D., 1883, and then hanged until you are dead. Uh, but a local paper at the time, uh, because this is what you were allowed to do as a journalist, reported the judge uh, as saying this. Uh, and I quote, Stand up, you voracious man-eating son of a bitch, and receive your sentence. <laughs> when you came to Hinsdale County, there were seven Democrats, but you, you ate five of them, goddamn you. <laughs> I sentence you to be hanged by the neck until you're dead, dead, dead. 
as a warning against reducing the democratic population of this county. <laughs> Packer, you Republican cannibal, I would sentence you to hell, but the statutes forbid it. Wow. So, I like to think that's what really happened. I like to think that the the very matter-of-fact judge had a crazy twin brother who went to the papers like, here's what I said. I said, Packer, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just like, it's the difference between like, John Kerry saying something and just like a midnight hobo yelling of something. <laughs> of course, the sentence is overturned by the Colorado Supreme Court on the basis of it being an ex post facto law. Because during the time, between the time the crime was committed and the time Packer was sentenced, Colorado went from a territory to a state. And for some reason, that meant all of the laws before that were invalid, including one against cannibalism. <laughs> so he was just sentenced to 40 years for manslaughter, and he's paroled after 15, because everyone is bad at their jobs <laughs> at this point. When he was sentenced to 40 years, that was the longest custodial sentence in U.S. history at the time. Because basically, Whoa. if you committed a crime that severe, they just killed you. Oh, well, unless you're a cannibal. Life, life in prison wasn't like a big thing? Uh, or he just didn't probably live not, because the life expectancy didn't live as long. Probably yep. Cost more to... 40 years, it's like most people's entire lives. If you put them in jail when they were a baby... If you sent them to baby jail... <laughs> yeah, baby jail. 40 years to Many people went to baby jail. Yeah, which is what they just call cribs, because they are adorable babies. <laughs> yeah. um, baby Dahmer got killed by another baby criminal. <laughs> baby Dahmer. Yeah, we got hung in baby jail. By another baby criminal. Yeah. Maximum and of course, security. baby Al Capone right. contracted baby syphilis. Yeah. When he got, when he got sentenced for evading his little taxes. So cute, that syphilis. He's the most adorable kind of syphilis. <laughs> well, kitten syphilis. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, kitten syphilis. It's all over Reddit, basically. Um, so after he's paroled... He basically lives a normal life. He works as a security guard for the Denver Post, which I like to think played a part in the newspaper wars where, like, the Rocky Mountain News is just like, hey, the Denver Post employs cannibals. So there's that. Clearly, we've already established that the newspapers could already say whatever the fuck they wanted. Exactly. <laughs> and he dies at age 65 of just, like, senility. Uh, there's a rumor he became a vegetarian before he died. Right. But I think that rumor is too stupid to be actually true. And even if he did, I don't think it counts. He probably told people. Why doesn't did. it count? Because he was a cannibal. That's like the that's more non-vegetarian than just eating meat all the time. Are you saying people can't overcome their past? Yeah, you're still a vegetarian if you used to eat meat. Okay, but I don't think you can claim it. Maybe. Oh, maybe you can. A, pro okay, a prostitute can't this become a story a, of redemption. An upstanding. I, this right. is the story of a former cannibal, <laughs> a former <laughs> reformed Spin. cannibal mm -hmm. who returned to. Non-human omnivorism. <laughs> and then to vegetarianism. Maybe. Right? Maybe. So that's the story of Alfred Packer. Former cannibal. Ex-cannibal. Upstanding guard. Ex-cannibal. Future anti-cannibal lecturer. Yeah, journalistic pioneer. Cannibal lecturer <laughs> sounds very similar to the name of a Can famous fictional character. Cannibal lecturer. Can cannibal lecturer, which is how they named Hannibal Lecter, who was After, basically a cannibal course, lecturer. Yes. After Packer's famous cannibal lectures. Figured it out. It's fun when you figure out history without having to look at it, you know? Mm -hmm. Of course. All the pieces fit. <laughs> Daniel? Anytime you're ready so to the, take it away. The alternate history. And and first, you know, I, I want to say I sympathize a lot with Alfred 
Alfred, mm -hmm. being this is my first winter in Colorado, <laughs> coming from Miami, and it just uh, makes you want to eat people. All I the time. I feel like I also might become a monster. Colorado if I'm, if I'm did get voted most delicious people, <laughs> twenty fifteen mm. also yeah, by Forbes, I think. Yeah, don't excite me like that. I'm and not, Bon Appetit. I had two people on the way here. It's cool. It's fifty degrees. It's very <laughs> cold for me. Oh, just a notch. I feel like is fine. You could survive a bite. <laughs> Uh, Alfred Packer and his, his 21 miners, but they weren't miners, really. They were diners. Th these were foodies. These were people brought together by unique dietary restrictions. Some of them didn't want carbs, some didn't want gluten, some wanted organic food, which hadn't even been invented yet, which is very difficult. Yeah. Also, I feel like maybe gluten wasn't really a thing people knew about. These people were oh, ahead of their times. Some some people are ahead of their time, guys, and it's, it's hard when you're outside of history to to you know be a part of normal society, just eating their shitty, salty, nasty yeah. food. Right. <laughs> anyway, so they they're hanging Fuck with you salt with Chief Uray, who definitely they know how to eat. Indians know how to eat. They went there. I mean, they taught us until the food was taken from them. Right. They know how to eat. Yeah. So they were so good at it. We re re so relieved them of it. it. <laughs> We said, oh, we'll take that for you. That's great. It's yeah. like rock and roll from uh, from black people, yeah, pretty much. We appropriated you know your your crops. Looking for. Mm -hmm. well, listen the, to this. The corn is not as blue now, but it still tastes the same. So, so the they were at Uray's. The chief said, "Don't go through the snowstorm," which is true. That did happen. The other people go, and Alfred. He's he's a bit of like a he's like a free spirit. He's kind of like a. <laughs> Like a Jesus figure. These people are following him and his culinary wisdom. And oh, it would be so, so much like better. Jesus. So much better if there were just twelve of them. <laughs> Soon. Well, Maybe there will be. eventually. Uh <laughs> you eat them down. But uh so they <laughs> they um you know, they're staying in the camp and they're divided. Some of them want to go, but obviously Uray says it's it's very dangerous, they should stay. And some of them they're getting into it. They're like, ooh, maize, there's so many things we can do with that. I'm gonna go total Indian diet, buffalo slurpees, mm. it's great. Paleo, I think. I'll call it. Mm. <laughs> Paleo buff. But Alfred... it's called the Ute are what you eat diet. <laughs> very popular at the time. Uh, 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 we played the Utilele. Getting those puns up. Pun level increase. Market. <laughs> Put it on the board. Wow, that's a huge chart you guys have. That's yeah. really elaborate. Yeah, we have to get to 50,000, then we can stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the pun lords will be satisfied with yeah, your yeah. offering. Exactly. It's like Cabin in the Woods. I've not. It's sort of like Cabin in the Woods. It's nothing like Cabin not in the Woods. Not at all, actually. How fantastic, because I haven't seen it. Oh, perfect. As to have half of your listeners not. So, yes, uh, Alfred still wants to go. What you should know about Alfred is he's like an en enchanting man. He's like a gorgeous... Enchanting me. He wasn't kicked out for epilepsy uh, of the Union Army twice. Too charming. This was like glitter. This was like, don't ask, don't tell the, the forebears of that. He was... <laughs> Just like, we all want to fuck you, basically. <laughs> Essentially, he, he run havoc in the ranks. The men would just... <laughs> they, he was so pretty and just something about him. They, they had to get rid of him because he was bad for now. that Alfred is causing quite a stir. I don't know why the Union Army has a southern... <laughs> well, no, that's Robert E. Lee There's, commenting they're, they're on, they're on the, border. the Union right. Army's greatest asset, <laughs> which is Alfred Packer's assets. <laughs> We've got to make sure he has epilepsy. Mm. Get, get him off the lines. The soldiers are too satisfied. Absolute epilepsy is a deal breaker. My dearest Virginia, <laughs> I've met a man. <laughs> <laughs> a most wonderful man. The way his hands shake give me pleasure of no bounds. He's very good with his mouth. 
he's going. He's like, I need to go to Colorado. I need to start my food eco commune diner, uh, tiny house living space. And and <laughs> no, he's, he's like, a tiny house or he's I'm, oh, I'm is, there, is there a microbrew in there by chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the first Perhaps dispensary as well. <laughs> right, and so he's going. And then five others, they can't be without him. They follow him. They're like, no, Alfred, I'm going to go with you. We're going to make your dream come true. We're gonna is his allure restricted stri- uh, strictly to men or is it cross-gender? It's men. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just men. These are that's women all, those, found him the only people who followed him. Yeah. The women were all getting into like the, the Indian thing. They're like, oh, what's up with the, you know. The men, they just saw him in real life. The women had to deal with him on Tinder and he was not <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> yeah. You up? <laughs> yeah. Not not cool. So, I mean, basically like, yeah, he. he... Tinder is what they called flirting over a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he arrived three months later and was fat and happy and alone. And the the big story, you know. There's all sorts of controversial the stories. He has multiple stories. The the marks on the bodies, two of them were killed in their sleep, possibly. And there's scuffle marks, and they there's a hard time telling what's what's <laughs> that's a, what they call defense. What's foods a bullet? Back in the day. A bullet hole versus a scuffle marks. Scuffle marks. It's a defense term. marks. Scavenger marks. That was the one they couldn't tell if the holes in the pelvis were bare teeth or bullet wounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because you know you wouldn't eat sure. the groin region as much, and he's like, "Did he shoot everyone in the dick? Probably not." You know, so uh, bears shoot the, the leftover stuff. Yeah, they had scuffle marks, and look at these teeth dents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I mean, the real story is that none of that happened. They've also never seen a penis before, so they don't know what it looks like. Healthy. You two are are amazingly. Uh, I'm learning so much about you two tonight. <laughs> but that didn't really happen. Thank you. That is not what happened. The the true tale is far less gruesome, far less depraved. Far more romantic. As they're going along, I mean, they they knew they didn't have provisions. They weren't fully supplied. They they all knew that they all weren't going to make it. And then if someone was going to make it, it was going to be Alfred. Alfred had to go on. These guys were willing to sacrifice themselves to keep him alive. And one by one, they fucked Alfred Packer, fucked their body heat into him. Because you know... Because you know, if, if you're a bottom, that's how it works. If you're top, you're giving. If you're bottom, you receive all that, that heat. And so they... I mean, there is friction, but it's not like... Look, look, you can dispute science and history now, if you want. there is a but... tactic in the Kama Sutra that I believe mm-hmm. specifically a transfers heat. In the Kama... he, he... Are you confusing it with the art of war? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I believe the Kama Sutra There's is a... also the origin of the uh, famous story, The Last Airbender. <laughs> uh, because depending on your technique... Oh, yeah. You can bend move it water, air, or fire. They um, were probably using the fire bending the technique. The cum benders were the most advanced. <laughs> Pull it right out of you. So one by one, and and you know he got in a position, and, and they would fuck him t- till they died and keep him alive, and then be like, "Eat my meat, sacrifice you." Their last words him. while they were fucking their heat into him: uh-huh. "Please eat my meat, eat of my body, like that Jesus guy." So he's a reverse Jesus, really. Yeah. Yeah, he eats your flesh and lives on. Oh, <laughs> only to become more beautiful and sexy. Yeah, and and so this is, so this is getting more and more unlike Jesus. Yeah, it's a weird Dorian Gray zombie. <laughs> well, you guys, Where you guys haven't. Portrait, <laughs> it's just dicks. You guys haven't done a Jesus episode either, so we don't know really what happened yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. So that one's gonna be. Whew. There's a whole lot of mystery there. A whole can of worms. <laughs> And and it is worth noting that each victim had 
a different flavor profile because mm-hmm. as a foodie, you know, they all wanted him to, to be prepared a certain way. Like they, you know, they, they had not no provisions, but they obviously didn't they have like spices. They didn't, exactly. They had some sides and some spices, <laughs> that we brought spices but a lot of accoutrement, but they needed you know a showcase, what? a centerpiece for the family style, you know? Sure, sure. And so like, you know, James Humphrey, he wanted to be deep fried with like a pistachio crust. Oh, they brought a deep fryer had. also. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. And Frank Miller, it's some, he's like a tough guy. So they just wanted some salt and pepper, just a dry rub, you know, Classic and sa- some sauteed <laughs> onion. Uh, you had. Classic Frank Miller. You had George Noon. Wanted to be uh, just slow roasted and write misogynistic comic books. <laughs> <laughs> George Noon, brunch. He was a scramble. Um, Israel Swan, of course. He had like kind of Mediterranean feel, some olive oil, you know, tomatoes, cucumbers, a little fresh calamata. And then. Because all this is also food. Are you. Are you is, do you want me to slow down? Because. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going pretty clear. Touché. Shannon Bell, bell peppers, lemon, garlic. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, nice and simple. Yeah. Just like a nice... You know. And all of them actually order. becoming menu items on the eventual, the, the eventual food truck that he opened up outside the Denver Post. Also inventing a truck, maybe. Did the food truck have a name? Yeah, it was, it was called the Palace de fun <laughs> chomping how is the fun chomping mm-hmm. all the food trucks still around today yeah is it the legacy still lives somehow and you have to say it really slow too which is weird oh yeah i forgot how many ellipses a lot of ellipses in, in it yeah um, well actually they fucked so much heat into him that his brain kind of melted he can talk right <laughs> uh, and it just says palace day fun Chomping, and then after that, it says, "Take out all those pauses when you make the sign." Mm-hmm. He spent most of his time making the sign. He actually had no food. It was a lot of advertising. <laughs> the lines were long. The, the buzz around this, the palace, the fun chomping was incredible. It was an afterthought, kind of. <laughs> he had his beard wife, which was Polly Pry, the woman who got him out of jail. Mm-hmm. The Denver Post reporter got him paroled 15 years early. And uh, I heard he worked at a place called the Brown Palace Hotel. I don't know. There's a lot of alternate histories. But that sounds way more gay appropriate for him to be like the bouncer at a place called the Brown Palace Hotel. Actually, and, like the fanciest like, hotel. It's in Denver. a Denver institution. The secret, yeah. like, fairy godmother, underground gay leader of the scene. Like, she, Polly knew that that would be a cultural influence here one day. And, uh, and that him in, spreading that gay influence would keep rent. Like, if he wasn't there helping people be gay on the slide, rent would be double right now. In Denver, because of reproduction? because of Alfred pa- Alfred Packer slowing reproduction by spreading the gospel, helping people find their true true non-productive self by turning. Mm. Okay, so the gospel. with his magical ability to make straight men gay, <laughs> yeah, or just convince gay men to come out of the closet, which was real back then. It was like a rickety. You didn't even have closets. No, it was, it was a cabin, the outhouse, maybe. Yeah, come out of the outhouse because why would you want to be in there? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not outhouses. Very unpleasant. Outhouse, not an Some raccoons live in there. Just be you. Some raccoons. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He was a ve- of course he was vegetarian. And he, he maintained his innocence till his last breath, and um, he he loved. He loved. He, that's his only crime. He lived and he loved. He wanted his to only eat crime. rich, yeah. rich foods and rich was times. Love and cannibalism, which is a crime. 
You make it seem like he wanted to do it, though. Yeah, he, Either way. They made him sign contracts to say, you will eat me. And if you have a contract. In the throes of their lovemaking, they would hold up these contracts. Oh, yeah. They were all lawyers. <laughs> and, of course, he was so taken with pleasure that he Forgot to mention they were all lawyers. They were all lawyers. I Every mean, last one of them. That's why they but didn't they know what to pack for They were trip. sick of the practice. And he needed that body heat that they were fucking into him. Yeah. I mean, one day you'll have sex and you'll understand heat dynamics. But <laughs> until then, yeah, I think that's the second law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Spermodynamics. That's right. There you go. Put it on the pun. Put it on dude. the pun. Put it on the board. <laughs> Put it on the board is what I said. Uh, the it. guy can't write fast enough. It's not even a pun. <laughs> what I said. It's just misspeaking. Daniel, thank you. Thank you. So Zach, you are serving uh, as our judge for this episode. It's an interesting one. Now I'm kind of torn because. Realistically, the alternate history doesn't change a great deal about history overall. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of down with that aspect of it. But I feel like we lead so heavily towards the alternate histories that I'm going to use a guest has done it. You've done it. I'm going to take my turn to do it and leave it up to our listening audience mm-hmm. to determine the fate of Alfred Packer. Packer. Eh? Packer. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you guys pick up on that. Pick up on that. Are you are you getting this? Is like, this song? like like an hour ago? Did you guys get that? Well, listeners, you can cast your vote at revisionistpodcast.com. While you're there, you can also suggest a topic, ask us a question, leave a comment. You can write us a, a review on iTunes. Uh, that'd be very helpful. Actually, five stars, Brian. Yes, five stars would be obviously our preference, but any constructive review would be appreciated uh you can also find us on twitter and facebook and before we go uh coming up november 5th if you are in the denver area uh our former guest kira McKaylin, will be having both daniel and myself on our show two truths and a lie at the deer pile at 9 30 so you should come to that because it's going to be a very fun show and it's history based mm-hmm. right so and lying based history and lying so yeah, it's in the revisionist wheelhouse. Exactly, Daniel. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Follow me at Daniel Reskin on stuff. <laughs> Just on stuff. All the things. Just platforms at the, Daniel Reskin. The big platforms down the street on Farmers Avenue. Only. That's right. Farmers. Can you follow someone on Farmers Only? If you want to get married to a farmer. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Yep. I guess that story checks out. That's where I get the most likes. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Follow him. Follow him on the streets. Follow mm-hmm. him on Zanga. And it's going to be cold this winter, so follow me. Give me your body heat. Bring spices. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, asking someone to give you their body heat is creepy enough without the implication that they're fucking it. <laughs> Not the only way to give it, but the most efficient. The most efficient. Uh, Rectal thermometer. I mean, uh, I'll break it down after we 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 cut. You know. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I'm Daniel Reskin. Have a good night and happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a crow? <laughs> it's a good...